Welcome to Central Queensland Region's Leading and Learning Podcast. These are informal conversations between leaders about educational issues and initiatives. We share them to inspire and inform you so that you may have a greater influence through your instructional leadership. I acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land across central Queensland on which we play, learn and work. I respect and honour Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander elders past, present. I extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander educators listening. I recognise the stories, traditions and living cultures of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples on this land and commit to building a brighter future together. Hi, I'm Trudy Graham, your host for the show. I'm an Assistant Regional Director in Central Queensland and of course I'm based in the Rockhampton office. And for this episode, I'm actually joined by a team of others. Going to be great to have this conversation. Let me introduce Lisa Neaton, Lead Principal of the Centre for Learning and Wellbeing. Welcome back to the podcast, Lisa. Thanks, Thanks. Trudy. Am I the only person who's done two of these podcasts so far? Yes, you do now hold that record. And it's it's great to have you back. Lisa's joined by Christine Halberstader, and Christine is the Regional Manager for Central Queensland's Teacher Learning Centre. Welcome, Christine. Hi, Trudy. Hi, everybody. I'm very excited to be here. Yeah, great to have you. And Leanne Burke. Welcome, Leanne. And Leanne is the Principal Advisor, School Improvement, but we never refer to her as that role. We no, just know her as Berkey in, in the Bunker. bunker. Berkey <laughs> in the Bunker, that's right. And thanks for having me, Trudy, as part of the team. Let's kick off with our conversation starter. What are you most looking forward to this term? And Lisa, let's hear from you first. Thanks, Trudy. Uh, one of the things that I'm most looking forward to is being able to go out on Blackdown Tableland again this term uh, with some of our beginning teachers and educators in the Central Highlands. We're hoping to do a, a walk on country. Really looking forward to that and then how that will link in with the leading learning days um, that are coming up with the cultural capability focus as well. Thanks, Lisa. Christine, what's on the radar for you? Uh, look, there's a number of things, but two of the main points that I'm looking forward to is having our beginning teacher conferences face to face. We've got three happening this term. And my other big thing that I'm looking forward to is our lead mentor retreat at the end of week eight this term over on Konomi, otherwise known as North Keppel Island. So I'm very excited about that. Yeah, that's going to be a fantastic program. It, I know from past programs it's very well received and very impactful. So not surprised you're looking forward to that. Leanne, what are you looking forward to? Oh, look, I, I think mine's that continuation of our small school principal support um, and being part of the lead learning days for both our principals and middle leaders um, and building what that looks like. And I'm a bit excited about that coaching and mentoring sort of um, piece that's coming up. So that's me for the term. Great to uh, have you here and what an amazing term going forward. And the reason why you're all joining me is to talk about the leadership portfolio because you all have a role to play in this so perhaps let's uh, kick off by talking about what your roles are and tell us a little bit about this portfolio within Central Queensland Region. 
Thanks, Trudy. Uh, well, as the, the lead principal at the Centre for Learning and Wellbeing, I was absolutely thrilled to be asked by Kay Kirkman to be the strategic lead on this portfolio. One of six portfolios, as people would remember, this one um, particularly is about our instructional leadership. Everyone in our regional team has a stake in this work and every person who's a school leader, um, every person who has an aspiration to be a school leader would be um, really excited about the work that is um, already happening because there's some great things already in place and some things that we think we could um, even enhance and do better moving into the future. So um, I'm the strategic lead, as I said, and couldn't think of um, any better people to be working in this portfolio with than Berkey in the bunker and Chris from the TLC. Um, Berkey certainly is known to many of our principals, particularly our early career principals in the role that she does. So I invite Berkey just to tell a little bit about the bunker and her role. Thanks. I guess it's about that readiness for role, particularly for our new principals um, as they start in their new context. So part of their role is with the lead principals is around onboarding and follow up with the principals. And I also support with the learning days for our middle leaders and our principals and um, yeah, the mentoring program that's coming up as well. And really excited to be working in this space as well with Chris Halberstadter, who leads a lot of the work with our mentors and that exciting lead mentor piece, which is a, a signature piece for CQ. So um, Chris, would you like to have a little bit of chat about what your role is? Thanks, Lisa. Yeah, so in my role as regional manager for the Teacher Learning Centre, I work with um, all the cohorts between um, supervising pre-service teachers right through to the beginning teachers, early career teachers and mentors. And as part of our beginning and early career teacher blueprint, we've really started to strengthen and invest in our mentor space. So when we looked at back in 2020 before I started the role, the lead mentor retreat was initiated by Lisa and Kelly Jefferson and from there we're now up to expressions of interest are coming in soon for our cohort four. So the, how that works for me in my, from my perspective is that we're building and investing in our mentors because they are the gems in our schools. By investing in those people we are getting a greater capacity to build their capability and therefore that effect rolls down into the beginning teachers and other mentors within their school spaces. I guess leadership as a strategy it's no surprise that it's important like we don't really need convincing in that space but how does the work in central Queensland really fit in the bigger picture and Lisa it's probably a question for you. Thanks, Trudy. I mean, as we all know, uh, Hattie talked about the importance of um, teaching and school leadership and, uh, you know, to the performance of our students. It's one of the key in-school variables that influence student outcomes. And so whatever investment we can make, and we love that term investment um, in, our, in our leaders, um, really pays dividends at so many levels of our organisation. And we're really proud in CQ that we do have that whole of working life cycle model that we developed as part of our capability strategy for our region, where we look very early on at that onboarding as our people come into role and making sure they're ready for their role, that, that flows into their induction, um, around into a capability scanning process that leads into the annual performance planning conversation, some aligned capability development, and then either transition into new role or 
doing broader things within that role. So we use that model as a, a really strong anchoring point for this portfolio. And it's it's something that CQ have really been working away on now for a couple of years. So this portfolio keeps getting stronger and stronger. And um, as I said, we really see this as being an investment. And it it's important that we look at this as not just for our current leaders, but for our leaders who are aspirants, our people who are doing great things in their classrooms now. There's always room in our organisation to invest in leadership. We know, as I said, that it pays so many dividends at all levels. And one of the things that you know, we're really excited about in this portfolio is the opportunity to hear the voice of our leaders. And so one of the things that uh, Chris and Berkey and I were really adamant about as we took this portfolio on was an opportunity for our current leaders to tell us about how they experience some of the things currently, how they experience capability development. Um, so we really wanted to capture that voice and we had a series of teams meetings with leaders. That was an open invite, anyone could come on. We had some really rich conversations with our aspirants and middle leaders and our current school leaders about their opinions in this regard. And some of that um, input is now shaping the future work and will eventually influence the strategy that we publish for the region. Yeah, that's fantastic. Thanks, Lisa. You made the point there about our capability strategy not being new. If you could just talk a little bit about the existing programs that are available that we really try to maximise here in central Queensland. You know, we really um, do value that collaborative partnership that we have with our principals. We want that um, partnership to be sustainable and to be able to contribute to capable and confident leadership across all of our schools and educational success for all of our learners and teams. So some of the things that we have been doing over the last couple of years is we've really sharpened our onboarding processes in CQ. Um, every five weeks we have an opportunity um, for new principals coming into CQ or principals taking the next step to be onboarded in a formal way in a Teams environment and Berkey and I lead some of that work along with Kelly Jefferson, one of our other lead principals. That onboarding session is about hearing some of those key messages of CQ and making sure that people are aware of some of our priority work. But it's also about connecting people with others who are new to role as well and building those important intentional networks that can sustain people in, in their profession. Another piece of work that we're really proud of is our leading learning days and our middle leader learning days. And these started out as an opportunity for people to come back together in, in geographic areas and to work in an instructional leadership space. I think that's a really unique piece about this work in CQ is that our, our assistant regional directors like yourself, um, Trudy, and our lead principals and, and our regional director, Kay Kirkman, really want to be in modelling and exemplifying instructional leadership as well. And so a lot of work goes into planning those days and we really treasure the feedback that our principals give us back through the feedback surveys. We all pour over them. We're all looking at that data and thinking about how can we improve that even further. So it's an exciting space to be in. Recently, we asked for principal representation and middle leader representation on those planning days. So we're very serious about taking those messages and those things that our people want to hear in those days and growing that as a way of working. Some of the feedback that we get um, always, uh, always has a strong emphasis on coaching. You know, they want opportunities to talk with colleagues and they want to be able to develop uh, their coaching skills with colleagues 
and um, not necessarily colleagues in similar size schools. Sometimes it's that, but sometimes it's a very different school context. So I want that opportunity to work with people that I wouldn't normally get to work with. So there, that's a couple of examples of the work, Trudy. Yeah, thanks, Lisa. And I know you're key in um, coordinating the Lead Learning Days for principals. Leanne, you have a role in the Lead Learning Days for middle leaders. Perhaps you'd like to talk a little bit about that work and also the uh, coaching aspect that Lisa hit on as well. Yeah, I think the, um, we refer to that in instructional leadership paper from the insights from the EIB, you know, it talks about really investing in current and emerging leaders. So I think our middle leaders are, you know, we like to think that they are our principals of the future or our deputies of the future, or if they're a hawk or a hoses or hods. I think the work that we're doing to support our middle leaders in having really clear vision and practices alongside their principals is a really strong piece of the work that we're doing. And getting that input from our middle leaders um, is really paramount as well as the principals supporting and um, growing their own leaders in their schools. But as a region, we're doing that alongside our principals. Yeah, thanks, Leanne. Lisa talked about what you're doing with Principal Connect. Can you just explain that a little bit more for those that aren't familiar with it? Yeah, so Principal Connect has come out of focus on I guess what's timely and what's what's needed in terms of some topics or issues that come out of the bunker inquiry process. So we look at a fortnightly connect on a particular topic. We invite a regional person or a fellow principal to talk around an issue or topic or share some excellent practices. So that's been quite a great way to connect our small school principals to have the opportunity to ask questions, share resources. Here's a key go-to for me or this has worked in my context and so there's that collaborative nature of the Principal Connect and Kelly Dobson at the Claw and I work in developing that program for each term. Yeah thanks. It's like a, a great kickstart I guess for people that are new to the role. Yeah, so, it's, you know, for topics around, um, you know, fear not, it's a school review, you know, it can be about principal and staff wellbeing, it can be about um, co-teaching, co-learning, so that classroom focus, so it's quite varied. Response has been really good to the topics that we've had so far. So coaching and mentoring, two words that are often put together. Lisa, I'd love to hear from you a bit about what's on the horizon with coaching and then maybe a little bit from Christine about the mentoring work. Thanks, Trudy. And I think with what Leanne was saying, we know that the, the investments that we make in things like coaching and mentoring, that work is never done in CQ because we have a, a staffing cycle um, we have new people coming in, we have people exiting who are promoted. And I think we should all feel really proud in CQ that we actively grow our leaders. So we give our leaders opportunity to develop their capability and those contemporary 21st century skills of which coaching and mentoring are you know, highly prized. In our consultation sessions, our middle leaders told us loudly and clearly that they really wanted to have an investment in the coaching space. They have a real itch to be able to um, coach in a group way in their teams to get their cycles of inquiry working and to, to make that educational change for students. But they also want to understand how to work 
with individuals to get the best out of every individual in their school to help every employee see their potential. So um, one of the things that we are investing in currently working in partnership with central office and none of this work happens in a vacuum of course there's great things that are already out there so we're not about replacing we're about actually accentuating what's already there and developing it further in the CQ context. So uh, we have an opportunity out at the moment where we've invited middle leaders to self-nominate to actually be matched with a professional leadership coach and to work on, I guess, uh, a challenging issue in their context currently with that professional leadership coach. That's an investment in the middle leader. It's also their opportunity to understand how the coaching cycle works and to be a participant in that coaching cycle. And then we want to, um, in stage two, invite um, those um, middle leaders to actually engage in some further coaching accreditation and also to help us in that mentoring space. So it's possible to be a mentor using a coaching frame is how we talk about this. And so some of our folks would be aware of the power of three. We talk about in CQ, again, a CQ model around who is our supervisor or our line manager, who you know who are our supportive colleagues, our buddies down the road who are reassuring us, checking in on us and those things. And who's our coach or mentor? So we want to be sure that um, we are growing that mentorship across our, our region. And like I said, coaching is a powerful tool. We can use that um, as a tool when we are mentoring people. People who've signed up for that opportunity will be given um, the chance to uh, have some further capability development in, in what is really a highly prized 21st century skill. Um, and we've also invited ARDs to nominate some principals who they think would enjoy being mentors to other school leaders. And that's uh, a space that we are very keen to work in as well, moving this coaching and mentoring strategy forward um, in our region. And you've talked about the mentoring of leaders, but Christine, I'd love to hear from you about the work that's happening in the region to build mentors for teachers. So, yeah, tell us what's happening in that space. Um, well, we have a capability development process or it's a layered way that we look at it. So we have our build stage where we have our mentors trained, so the initial basic training on the, the what and the how of being a mentor to a beginning teacher or early career teacher. And then we have our refresh stage where we have our mentoring micro skills and that's a piece of work that we work with the CLAW so Kim Shelberg and I are doing some of that this term in week three and week six. We have a couple of sessions coming up that are just a 75-minute um, quick PD for people who are already trained and need a refresh in certain skill areas. And then we have our investment phase where we look at the mentor conference that will be coming up in term three, as well as our uh, mentor masterclasses where we also have a knowledgeable other that we bring in to work with our mentors and lead mentors. And then there's the lead mentor retreat. And we're also looking at the lead mentor conference in term three. When we look at mentoring in CQ, we really see the investment in building their capability to support their beginning teachers, first of all. And then from that, as they grow and learn, add to their toolkit, we can then invite them if they would like to come to the lead mentor 
conference and that's where we give them the extra little bits and pieces that give them the big picture about what's happen happening regionally and how they can spread their wings in supporting other mentors either inside their school gate or outside their school gate and making that connection and building that collegial network of like-minded others so that's really important to us in Clorentiel Sealand and that's really going to be where we're heading for a big investment in the, in this year with our mentor conference and lead mentor conference. And to be fair to say, Chris, we, we see that mentoring, uh, I guess, development as a bit of a leadership pipeline. Increasingly, we see some of these mentors gaining their confidence and their skills and then considering they might like to have a have a go at leadership outside of their school either through um, participating in a take the lead program um, taking an opportunity um, to an acting stint through the cq acting pool um, you know even um, looking at work shadowing opportunities or starting to develop their examples that would make them competitive in a selection recruitment process where they are currently in their journey so um it's yeah it's an exciting space to be in it's and it's um certainly a lot of energy in the room when we do those lead mentor retreats and those mentoring conference events chris that's right lisa and i just wanted to add we also are looking at that coaching accreditation for our mentors particularly our lead mentors so that they can actually go through that full process of what that can look like Hey, Lisa, you mentioned before Take the Lead, and that's just one of a number of programs that we really capitalise on here in Central Queensland. Do you want to talk about Take the Lead and, you know, Symposium? And Take the Lead is really a rural and remote um, program now, um, really designed to encourage people to develop their leadership and bring those, those skills and that knowledge that they have into rural and remote locations. And it's really exciting um, when we host Take the Lead, and we did so last year in Emerald. Some of those aspirants are now acting principals or substantive principals in our schools. So it's been lovely to watch their journey. Um, another program that you mentioned is Symposium. That's really... Um, our central office induction part and it's a really important part it's a cyclical program again it's not just offered once it's offered various times a great opportunity for people to work with others who are starting out on that journey as well but that doesn't take away from that we also need a site-based cq induction and i'm you know really really proud of the work that our ARDs do in this space. It's very contextualised in CQ. Our ARDs um, have an induction checklist to sit down with a principal and to work through that process in a systematic way, identify what people see as their strengths, identify things that um, people are starting to understand in a new context might be capability development needs and work in partnership with the principal or the school leader to make some plans. I think it's a really important part and again, that whole of working life cycle model is it really leads beautifully then into that annual performance planning process and aligned capability development. Yeah, and and just to bring this to an end, we've talked a lot about programs that are offered in real time, face to face, usually or, or virtually. But what about the resources that are available online for any time learning? Great question, Trudy. And there, there are many, many things that are available and that are, I guess COVID has actually created opportunities in this space. And even for us as a team, when we've been negotiating things like coaching and mentoring capability development, 
that has meant we've gone to some of our providers and said, well, it can't look like 10 hours in a room face to face anymore. We need to have a blended model. And some of that might be that it's online live content. And some of that is on-demand content that people can access at a time that's convenient to them around their work and personal life to get those accreditations. So I know that sort of pushed our thinking a bit. It's also pushed the suppliers of some of these some of these resources because we're out there advocating for the unique um, needs of CQ given our geographic distance and the people that we work with and their needs in their schools. Um, Chris might like to talk about um, the Professional Learning Library Online and some of the great resources that are in there. Yes, Lisa, this has just come out in December, just as school was finishing last year. It was released and has a fairly soft launch into people's email inboxes. Uh, it's the PD Upskilling Library through Precipio and it has a multitude of resources attached to it for just about any topic you could think of, right from what your ancillary staff might require PD in, right through to aspiring leaders and leaders. And you can do short accredited courses or just simply look for readings. There's books, there's audio books, there's texts you can read and download. You can even put the app on your phone so you can have it mobile. So it's a really great resource. And Lisa, did you want to talk about the Leadership Foundations? Um, certainly, Chris. So Leadership Foundations is currently under trial. I've had the opportunity to see one of those modules and give some feedback. But um, similar to Management Foundations, um, it is another opportunity for people to access on-demand learning uh, to support with that role readiness and that growth in role as well. So it's another exciting resource. And then, of course, again, in typical CQ fashion, when we think about our capability development, we know we talk about universal targeted and intensive support. So there are things that are happening all the time. And I hope um, people access the school leader announcements and things like the CLAWE and TLC newsletters, for example, um, the, the regional calendar, because there's often opportunities to jump in on some capability development um, sessions there that are you know really useful in this space so I know um, that coming up very soon there's one on developing your professional learning plan in your in your school and how that aligns with your strategic planning documents last one I'd probably give a plug for Trudy is aspirants online which which is a new one we've done leading lounges and things like that before across CQ but aspirants online is an opportunity for people to come together online in a session to work with other, leaders and support people with understanding recruitment selection processes, what they can do in their current setting to make themselves ready for when, when that dream job comes along. We really want to, um, I guess, play a strong role in encouraging leaders and growing um, aspirant dreams and, and desires to be those leaders in our system. And you saying, you saying that, Lisa, it makes me think about a boss that always said to me, if you're not training up your replacement, then you're not doing your job. So I think that time invested in people um, and what their next steps will be and recognising um, some talent is a really powerful thing. It reminds me of an old saying to Berkey around, to be a leader, you have to grow a leader. Mm -hmm. And that's something that um, has always bounced around in my head from the leaders that I've worked with over the years. And again, it's represented really strongly in our CQ capability strategy. Everybody should be able to give support to other leaders and everybody should be able to accept support when they need it in the leadership frame as well. Um, it's a key plank of that um, capability strategy in CQ. 
Well, Lisa, Leanne and Christine, thank you so much. As you've um, shared today, there's just so much on offer and it really is quite amazing uh, how we do invest in our leaders in central Queensland. So thanks for sharing with us. Now, I know you're all listeners of the podcast and you would be familiar with our fast five that aren't so fast. And I think we should play a team sport today. Are you ready to go? <laughs> sure, Trudy. <laughs> okay, so um, first question, when and where was your first teaching appointment, Lisa? Um, everyone probably already knows my answers to these questions. So Glenmore State School in, in Rocky, um, but my first principalship was at Calapa State School down the Cap Highway um, and um, really enjoyed that setting as well as my first teaching principal role all those years ago. Christine, what about you? Uh, well, my first appointment was at Yapoon Primary School and back in 1998, uh, Nerida O'Hare and Richard Wilkinson saw something in the TRS person that came in and did a three-day-a-week contract and um, put me on a year five, six the following year. So that was an amazing um, opportunity because back then jobs were scarce, unlike now. Yeah, wow. Leanne, where did you first teach? Yes, a guy came from Brisbane, first posting right here in Gladstone um, at Clinton School in the May of 1984 on a little grade one class and have been in the region ever since. Yeah, well, we really are homegrown Central Queensland team right here today. So when you think about your work, what was the last thing that made you smile? Over to you, Lisa. Oh, Trudy, I'm just so proud of, and I shouldn't say this, but our baby principals and our new appointees and the energy and enthusiasm they bring to their work, the learning that they do. So, you know, big shout out to folks like Charlie and Cole and Bridget out in some of our far west schools um, who did take the lead. And now just I could just see them blossoming in their roles. I'm just so very proud of them. That's great. Christine, what made you smile? Oh, there are so many little things that make me smile every day, but I take particular pleasure in when one of my team or myself make that connection with that beginning teacher who may have been struggling and we've done or said something that supported them enough to see them flourish. That's really exciting. It's just like when you have your first class and that child has that aha moment. Um, it's the same, except my class is all grown-ups and their mentors and BTs, so yeah. a bit different. Yeah, same, same, but different. And Leanne, what, what's made you smile recently? Oh, look, for me, I think it's a little like Lisa hearing um, our small school principals who so willingly offer their support and go out of their way. They drive to each other's schools, you know, after dinner, whatever it takes to help each other. And I think that's, I'm really proud of that. And um, just those little comments that you get back at the end of the term of thanks, you know, that always brings a smile that you're actually doing the right work in the region. Okay, ladies, what's your best book or film recommendation? Uh, Trudy, I found one on the bookshelves that came out recently. Um, it's called Finding Our Heart, a story about the Uluru Statement for Young Australians. It's a picture book, just very heartwarming and so many messages in it. I really, really enjoyed it. Christine? Oh, look, I love a good historical fiction. Um, if I, I can't really pick a book, it's a series. So it's the Voyager series by Diana Gabaldon. 
But professionally, I've really enjoyed reading. There's a book called Think One Team by Graham Winter, and it's a great narrative about um, a a fictional company and how they were all segregated within the company and how they came together as one team and successfully turned around the way the company was heading. So it was a great read when I was starting this role and and gave me some pointers on how to bring my team together when we're all across CQ. Yeah. Leanne? Look, I'm just going for, a, I guess, a little light-hearted, up, uplifting read of Ando's The Happiest Refugee. Um, it's a little book. It's a really easy read. Um, it really talks about what happens to um, some of our refugees um, and the impacts of them arriving in Australia. And for me, working going to Brisbane State High in year 11 and 12 years ago, we had Vietnamese refugees arrive at the classroom door straight off the plane, and um, I had no idea. So it's a, a really heartwarming thing about what true resilience means and how that positive, grateful attitude and generous spirit can impact so much in your life and those around you. Yeah, great. Very varied recommendations there, and of course I'll have them all in the show notes. Okay, what's your favourite quote? Well, Trudy, again, people have heard mine before. Um, it's a Carol Dweck um, quote, quote, so no matter what your ability is, effort is what ignites that ability and turns it into accomplishment. Um, and again, I, I just think that really summarises for me that capability development space. None of us know it all. We can all learn more um, and together we're always stronger. So I just love the fact that learning never finishes. Christine? Um, I actually could split it down to one. I had to go with two. So I love the quote, being clear is kind by Brene Brown. Brown and that is because as a mentor in a, in a school, being clear is much better than being convoluted because you've got to be straight. If something's not going the way, you need to be cutting it off before it gets to um, anything worse than what it is. So that's my first one. And my second quote is, uh, we don't rise to the level of our goals, we fall to the level of our systems by James Clear. And I think about that in my regional manager role, by having good systems in place, my team and I always have something to fall back on when we need to um, remind ourselves of why we're here. That's a great one. Leanne? Look, mine is not very deep and meaningful or very educational at all, but I'm a bit of a movie buff, especially all the years of watching children's movies. And Finding Nemo, I always think of little Dory, keep on swimming, keep on swimming. And um, I've used that with my family and friends and colleagues, you know, when you go through tough times and you, you will get through the other side and you come out stronger and wiser and able to um, share with others so much more. So good old keep on swimming. Thanks, Leanne. Okay, and wrapping this up, as far as things to see in CQ, what's our best kept secret? Lisa? Oh, look, I think I have one of the best jobs in the world, Trudy. I get to see some amazing things. And one of the pieces of geography I have in my mind at the moment is coming back out from Junda and some of those um, those jump ups looking out over the green um, countryside at this time of year it really is magnificent. I love the geology of the West. Chris? Uh, so I don't think my 
place is a secret. It's Konomi, North Keppel Island, and it doesn't get more grounding when you go there and do that walk over to Maisie Bay and then back across to Considine Beach. Uh, it's just quite spiritual in, in many ways. And that's where we have been holding our lead mentor retreats and you couldn't get a better place to get everyone focused and connected in such a beautiful space. And not to mention in June, the beautiful sunsets that you get back across the bay. So I love, love Konomi. And Leanne? Oh, look, I'm going for my home, Tannum Sands. It is, it is a bit of an um, unknown place on the Queensland coastline but it's certainly um, a pretty beachside and river community, that small small community friendliness, um, and it's just an amazing gateway to such pristine and untouched places, whether on land or sea. So love my, love my home. Yeah. Thank you, and you've all just reminded me how awesome CQ really is, such a diverse region. Lisa, Leanne and Christine, thank you so much for playing Fast Five and thanks for your time today talking about the leadership portfolio and all the work that you're involved with. We really appreciate it. If you have suggestions or recommendations for future episodes or you'd like to give us the gift of feedback, you can email us at cqcommunications at qed.qld.gov.au. If you've enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe in your favourite podcast app. You'll find it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher and Deezer. And if you know of an educational leader in central Queensland who may also enjoy listening to the conversations, please help us spread the word by telling them about the podcast or forwarding the email that comes each fortnight with the show notes. Thank you for listening to Central Queensland Region's Reading and Learning Podcast. We trust this conversation has given you the information and inspiration to lead so that every student in our region succeeds.